thank you so much for opening up the space for talking about care from infrastructures to decision making, everyday practices, bringing our body into community, how we organize ourselves. I think we have touched on everything that involves how society is constructed. Okay. Something that struck me was does intention start, uh, the concept of intention, does, is that something that holds it all together? Like having the intention as a starting point, we want to create something for the benefit of the community, of the people, uh, creating large-scale infrastructures, uh, intending to be careful in our work, intentions in the work that you said uh, about organizing a community in a certain way, involving community knowledge. Uh, is, this, is, is that a linchpin in this? Or am I overstretching? <laughs> I think it can, I think intention probably sustains it, but necessity probably kicks it off. Okay. Um, to be do be gloomy about, but it is it's that sense of yeah. urgency um is that is which is the catalyst for okay we need to reframe reshape reweave something differently, and then it's only intention that can really sustain it and turn it from a performative project to something that actually transforms i don't know if anyone else has. You know, so just taking it up sort of a, a level is that I have a hard, so it's sort of the standard, like, can I think of a counterexample, which is that I can't think of an example where caring happens as a side effect or by accident, right? It's like, I, it's easy, you know, it's easy to think of whether it's by necessity or whether it's by mm. active decision, by intention. But I can't, I, I have a, I am not thinking of a system where it's like, I built a system, oh, and it accidentally cares for people, right? It's like, or the, or the environment or a larger thing. So I think intention, I think intention does need to be baked in. How conscious we are of the intention, I think, is an open question. I, I think intention really is vital, as Becky said, in seeing being sustained or seeing the path being sustained towards the goal because in a process of, of care you know you want to continue to know that what you're doing is heading in the right direction or heading to heading towards the the final outcome that you want to be able to see and intention helps you keep refocusing and ensuring that that is leading towards that place Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that puts a frame of uh, puts the things in frame in my mind. Uh, I want to open up to questions. If you have questions, otherwise I can go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you think for a moment. I want to bring this concept of time into this. Every time we talk about care, the response is, "Yeah, I would love to care, but I don't have the time." Uh, how does it play out at these different scales, uh, at an infrastructural, global scale, community scale, uh, everyday practices scale? How do you think about time and its connection with your work? I've got, well, I've got two things. Um, I, the first one, and I guess it's something, I look very fresh up here with my notes. I was taking yeah. real serious um, attention. Um, one thing that we haven't potentially, oh, which needs more conversation, is around how care is distributed and who has capacity mm. to give it. Um, and then a whole piece around who takes care of the caretakers and the obvious one, and maybe one that might be your counterexample, we can think about it, is like motherhood or familial care, this idea that you... Um, 
that come that becomes accidental. I'm not too sure. Um, so yeah, with with time, I think another p uh, um, in terms of the caretaking project, thinking about capacities and how certain people might be overburdened with care, and others might not be um, fulfilling their care potentials is an element that still needs cracking, definitely. Yeah. Do you have um, any time at the community level and in the processes uh, such as the one I've mentioned yeah. is such an important factor because it's a process, after all, that engages many different people. And you want to all be able to move together, for you move forward together and where you're all in the same boat, understanding what it is that you want to do together and the change that you want to have. So you wouldn't want to rush an understanding or to impose a timeline on something which people may take different times to understand and to be brought into and to be engaged with. So that negotiation of time really is something that has to be deliberated with um, very consciously, depending on who you are walking that journey of care with. How did you end up negotiating that within the community? Because I guess everyone has different responsibilities and different things that they have to do otherwise. Uh, and was this an extra or uh, was this part of life, so to say? Um, it did take a lot of engagements and meetings over a couple of years and ensuring that there's the right amount of time spent with the different stakeholders that are existing within the community. But the foundation and that intention was, was there. And that necessity from the situation also, there was an understanding that something needs to be done. But it did take time to continue to have these discussions and also for me to also under, to learn a lot um, and to also embrace the role. Great. Do you have? Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask you to add yeah. sort of two things to it at very different scales. Yeah. So one is that one of the ways in which I think about these infrastructural systems is that they replace gendered labor. And so, you know, what I've sort of said is like I am the first woman in my family who gets to live the life that I do because almost every other woman who's come before me has spent most of their days and most of their energy doing things like getting fuel for cooking, getting clean water. And in fact, you know, I often say like most women on the planet who look like me, brown, middle-aged women, that's what they're spending their daily lives doing. That's their first priority, right? This sort of basic needs care. And so, you know, one answer to it is that we build out these larger technological systems that address that type of care at the larger scale. But the other thing I actually want to put a shout out is um, Jenny O'Dell's new book, Saving Time. I don't know if anyone here is familiar with that, but she sort of addresses those very issues that we tend to think of care as an individualized thing. And we tend to think of it from the point of view of what we're putting into the system. And um, O'Dell talks about a number of different sort of circumstances where it's like, no, actually, if you, for example, have um, communal childcare, or if you have communal meal making, then you're benefiting from the time of other people just as much and perhaps more so as you're putting into it. The model of, oh, I have so much time to give and then what am I getting out of it is a very individually focused model and a community focused model really changes that equation. So that's another kind of direction to think about. Great point, thanks for bringing that in. It's. I feel like it connects into organizing as well, like how you organize the system, uh, the institutions around us to uh, 
to be intentional in being careful. Questions, audience? Thank you so much for these very inspiring talks. I have a question uh, specifically to uh, Ledama. Um, I was wondering if there was a specific role or if there was a role at all for children in the community project that you were engaged in. And like to then the other two speakers, um, how they consider like the the role for children at a at a larger scale. Yes, the role for children is possibly one of the most important roles because at the foundational level you begin to establish the habits, the mannerisms, understanding of and also lessons of how to interact with the world around you. So being able to start to engage the future generations early with the environment, what needs to be done, and the true understanding of where the situation is leading, it's more important than ever. So outreach to uh, schools is a big part of what we do, seeing as environmental education and conservation education is something that not everybody has a privilege to growing up. Okay, what here? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, children need to be um, very much engaged at this stage. But my role is really to hold the to hold to account the grown-ups, because <laughs> uh, I hear a lot around like, oh, children, let's get them mini beast hunting and stuff like that. And it's oh, oh Gen Z, the new Gen. I'm like, hold on a second. We're the ones at the moment that are. Um, have the most levers of power, are teaching, are bringing up uh, children, nieces and nephews, which is why my forest school is for grown-ups. <laughs> because like, we, yeah, you, um, we need to relearn those as well because these poor children are inheriting um, a right enmeshed and mess, mess at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of staying with the trouble of the grown-up crew <laughs> to help, <laughs> help the children coming up um, along the pipeline. Um, Becky, I certainly, I mean, I sort of feel like I'm definitely, people are like, well, like, what about kids? It's like, I would actually kind of prefer if your kids never have to think about infrastructure, right? Like, that was certainly the case for many of us, and we'd like to pass it on. Um, I would like, you know, one of the things I do think about is I have a niece and a nephew who are um, 13 and 11, and it is worth thinking about the fact that they will, if they have access to the same kinds of life and resources that I do, they will see the year 2100. Right. So the thing about one of the things about thinking about children is that suddenly a century isn't very far from now anymore. Right. And it really sort of like fixes, you know, as I said, I don't have kids, but thinking even just thinking about that really fixes your perspective on that. Those are the timelines. We're not thinking about them in the abstract. Right. We're thinking them for the little kids we see running around today. And that sort of is a, is a to me, a useful perspective shift in the in terms of children. That's a great point. And that brings us into the time sh uh, aspect as well. When you talk about care and infrastructures, like we have to think in this long term, which seems really long for us because we may not mm. be there at that point. Yeah. But, well, it's our direct descendants who are going to uh, inherit the world uh, that we live now. Last chance for questions. And, and then I'd like to thank you all. Uh, thank, thank you, you, speakers. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you. Thank you.